0: Welcome back to Extra Point right here on KDOS AM 1060 and online at KDOS1060.com. And with the new KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports, well, Major League Baseball season is here and we head on out to the KDOS hotline as we're joined by Sam Smith from Betting Pros and you can follow him on Twitter at Sam Smith Betting. Sam, thanks for coming back. Looking forward to the conversation in regards to Major League Baseball.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Thanks for having me, Kayla. Um, always an exciting time of year, you know, baseball season ramping up, kind of getting the the first peak at summer here, so really looking forward to a new season.
0: Absolutely. Well, let's see if we can find some plays, find some edges, and, and go through a list of uh, win-loss totals and futures plays, but... First, I have to ask this question here for you. In your process of going through some of these win-loss totals or division winners, if you will, did the way that baseball changed the schedule of how many times teams faced division rivals impact how you viewed season win totals this season?
1: Yeah, it's a great question, and it absolutely did. Um, You know, baseball, so for, for anyone that might not be as familiar uh, the old model: every team played other teams in their division 18 or 19 times, meaning you had, you know, somewhere in the range of 70 to 75 games uh, against your division rivals. Um, this year, they're pairing that back. You're going to play everyone in your division 12 or 13 times, and so, um, you know, you're going to have about 20 games per year fewer um, against your division rivals. Uh, so for a team in a really strong division, that's great news. They don't need to play these powerhouse teams as often. Um, And on the flip side, for a team in a really weak division, it might be bad news. It might mean that your schedule might not get fluffed from playing the same uh, few bad teams over and over again.
0: All right, so on to the win totals. Let's start here with the local squad, the Arizona Diamondbacks. They inked Corbin Carroll to an eight-year deal, looking for Zach Gallen to continue what he did last season. You have Gabriel Moreno at catcher now, hopefully getting Cattell Marte back on track. So with all of this combined, does it lend itself to seeing the D-backs get over the 75 and a half win total?
1: Yeah, you know, I think they do this year. And this isn't one that I had a huge amount of conviction in, but I think the Diamondbacks are going to be pretty solid this year, improved year over year. Um, they did lose Dalton Varcho, as you know, but they were able to replace him at catcher with uh, Gabriel Moreno. Um, and Corbin Carroll is really the story of the year. You know, as, as he goes, I think the Diamondbacks will go, and I think the sky's the limit. You know, he could, uh, he could post a 2020 season pretty easily, could even, you know, challenge a 30-30 season, depending on how the season goes. Um, But the one thing that I look at when kind of handicapping where the Diamondbacks are going to be this year is that uh, change to the schedule. So last year they were at 74 wins. This year I'm seeing 75 and a half being the the win total thrown around. Uh, The Diamondbacks were actually above 500 outside of the National League West last year. Um, So they had their schedule, you know, kind of impacted by needing to play the Dodgers and the Padres and even the Giants last year over and over and over again. Um, They should be able to get the benefit of not having to play those dominant teams quite as often, and they should be in a pretty good spot to pass last year's win total and uh, go in over 75 and a half.
0: Well, let's stay here in the N.L.S. as you mentioned. The Padres, they just keep going out there spending money. Uh, Their win total is now sitting at 93.5 wins. The Giants weren't able to get Aaron Judge. They backed away from Carlos Correa. So did they do enough to get over the 81.5 win number? And the Dodgers, they've had some injury concerns. Gavin Lux opening up the season without Walker Bueller and Tony Gonsolin. They lost Trey Turner, Justin Turner, Cody Bellinger, to name a few. So... With all of this combined, do they have enough depth to be able to get over their win total of 96.5 wins?
1: Yeah, and the West is going to be crazy this year. I mean, you outlined all the storylines that we're looking at, but there's kind of three teams at the top that are sort of unknown but should be at least pretty solid this year. Um, You know, kicking off in San Diego, like you said, win totals 93.5. Last year, they ended with 89 wins. Um, They added Xander Bogertz in the offseason, obviously a star shortstop from Boston. They also should have Tatis back from suspension for most of the season. Um, all things considered, I think the Padres have done enough to sort of edge above that 93 and a half win total. Um, and again, they have to play the Dodgers and the Giants less than they did last year, which I think is going to be a positive for them. So it gives me over 93 and a half on the Padres. Dodgers, they obviously lost a lot of big names. Uh, Trey Turner kind of being the headliner there, but, you know, you mentioned that they lost depth as well. You know, Justin Turner, Cody Bellinger. Um, lost some, lost some pitching power. Um, they ended last year with 111 wins, obviously just completely ran all over everybody. Uh, this year the total is sitting at 95 and a half, and realistically I'll pro- I'll probably stay off this one either way. But if I had to make a call, I would go with the under. Um, with other teams in the division improving and the Dodgers losing so much depth. And now last last but not least, the Giants. Uh, 81 wins last year. We're looking at 81 and a half as the win total this year. Um, they added Michael Conforto, they added Sean Manaya, uh, lost Carlos Rodon and Evan Longoria. Um, but again, going back to the, to the division schedule change, they were 10 games above 500 outside of the division last year. I think that'll help them uh, improve as well as the names that they've added. I'll go slightly in on the over there.
0: He's Sam Smith betting pros follow him on Twitter at Sam Smith betting right here on extra points on KDOS AM 1060. Let's stick in the National League. The talk of the offseason was the New York Mets. They signed Edwin Diaz to the richest closer contract in Major League Baseball history. Now he's unfortunately injured for the season. They were able to bring in Justin Verlander. You do have to factor in Verlander's age. So, too, with Max Scherzer, who's returning in his age. So, where do you now stand with some of the injury issues for the Mets? and the division that they play in at 93 and a half wins.
1: Yeah, the Mets, uh, the Mets going over is actually probably one of my favorite win total plays of the season this year. Um, the last year, as a reminder, they were at 101 wins. Um, you know, you you mentioned the acquisitions they've had, and there's some questions about age, injury. But at the end of the day, Verlander, as well as uh, Senga, the, uh, the the Japanese pitcher who should make an impact right away, and Jose Quintana, they, they have a really deep staff. Um, the Edwin Diaz injury, obviously a huge bummer, we're, we're all going to miss watching the, uh, the trumpets as he comes in in the Bronx, or in uh, Queens, excuse me, uh, but they did sign David Robertson and Adam Ottavino. Neither of them have quite the star power of Edwin Diaz, but I think their bullpen should be uh, performing at a pretty solid level this year. Um, and the last thing I'll say about the Mets is, when you're looking at these win totals, something to keep in mind is which teams might buy at the deadline and which teams might sell at the deadline. Uh, The Mets have made it really clear that it's championship or bust. Uh, Steve Cohen is a very aggressive owner. And I think that if there's a name floating out there at the deadline that they could add to the roster, they're going to be aggressive to go and get him. Um, So, again, 101 wins last year. We're sitting at 93.5 win total this year, and they've improved. I think I'm going to take that over, and I'm going to take it confidently.
0: Jordan Walker. He's making his opening day roster debut for the St. Louis Cardinals. They have Paul Goldschmidt Nolan Arenado returning. They're bringing in the addition of Wilson Contreras to catch and you could debate whether or not that's helpful to the roster or not. Adam Wainwright, <laughs> though, is starting the year on the injured list. So how do you see this St. Louis Cardinals team rounding into form 88 and a half wins?
1: Yeah, I think the Cardinals are going to be um, a lot of fun this year. You, you mentioned the, the big names. I'm really interested to see how Jordan Walker does. Obviously, Goldschmidt and Arenado are sort of the, the headliners there. Um, they were at 93 wins last year. Total is sitting at 88 And a half. And I'm, I'm going to lean under on this one. Um, and again, looking at the division breakdown, the National League Central was a very weak division last year. And the Cardinals really took advantage. Uh, they were 48 and 28 in the National League Central and 45 and 41 against the rest of the league. Um, so I expect there to be a fair amount of regression as they get less bluffed from playing the Pirates and the Cubs and the Reds over and over and over. Um, so, you know, the Cardinals, they're, they're always near the top of the standings. I, I won't be surprised if they prove me wrong here, but I'm going to lean under on 88 and a half.
0: We're having a conversation here. Major League Baseball win totals, futures plays, Sam Smith betting pros. Follow him on Twitter at Sam Smith betting right here on KDOS AM 1060 in the extra point. Let's head to the American League. The Mariners, they chased a lot of team and history demons last year, and they're going to run it back with Luis Castillo, Robbie Ray, Logan Gilbert on the mound. Are the Mariners ready to take yet another leap sitting at 86 and a half wins, excuse me, or is this time for some regression?
1: Yeah, I think the Mariners are are going to be a team to watch this year. And I, I think I'm going to take the over on 86 and a half. Uh, last year, they were at 90 wins. Um, they didn't make any huge splashes in the offseason, but they were able to add Teofka Hernandez, which should provide some power to the middle of that lineup. Um, Colton Wong should help the defense. And obviously, the name that everyone's looking at there is Julio Rodriguez, last year's rookie of the year, um, really kind of one of the breakout stars in baseball. I expect him to improve over last year's season. I expect him to be right in the thick of the American League MVP race. Um, I think at the end of the day, they're a better team than they were last year, and they should have even more wins than they did last year. I'm definitely taking the over on their win total.
0: The expectations are high for the Blue Jays, especially with some of the other teams in their division suffering some injuries. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is poised to keep ripping the cover off the ball. Kevin Gossman in a position to pick up where he left off. So at 91 and a half wins for the Blue Jays, what do you think about this squad?
1: Yeah, this is a, this is a tough one for me. Um, they were at 92 wins last year. They did lose Teosca Hernandez. Um, they did add Kevin Kiermaier, the sort of defensive wizard in the outfield from Tampa Bay, as well as Dalton Barsho from the Diamondbacks. Um, I think it's going to come down to the pitching staff. They're one, two, three of uh, Gausman, like you mentioned, Alec Manoa, and Jose Barrios. Uh It's maybe one of the best one, two, threes in the MLB. And I expect them all to be as good or better than they were last year, uh, especially Berrios, He's going to be sort of the X factor for this staff if he can get back to, you know, flashing the skill that he was showing when he was younger. Um, and they're gonna have to play fewer games against the ALEs, a very, very good division. Uh, It's tight for me, but I'm gonna go with the over here.
0: All right. Another team that I'm going to ask a question about regression, like at some point it has to happen. Right. And I'm talking about the Astros. They did lose Verlander, but their pitching staff still remains very stout. Frambert Valdez, Christian Javier, Jose Urquidy, to name a few. No Jose Altuve, though, to start the year sitting at 95 and a half wins. Is that too much this season or are the Astros going to just keep doing their thing?
1: You know, it's it's tough. It hurts me to say it, but I think the Astros might keep on doing their thing. Um, they were at 106 wins last year, and the, the Verlander loss is going to sting. But, uh, you know, you ran it down. They still have a very, very good pitching staff. And Hunter Brown, the youngster that kind of, you know, flashed some potential late in the season last year, um, has a chance to make a name for himself on the staff and sort of work his way right into the thick of their rotation. Um, they also added Jose Abreu, the, uh, the slugger from the White Sox, of course, uh, So given that they can, you know, regress by 10 wins from last year's total and still hit this over, I think I'm going to feel pretty good about taking the over on the Astros at 95 and a half.
0: Sam Smith betting pros at Sam Smith betting on Twitter here on KDOS AM 1060 in the extra points. All right. So when we get to some division winners here, uh, we'll start with the AL West where we were just talking about the Astros are a whopping minus 185. The Mariners at plus 360, the Angels plus 550, the Rangers 10 to one. Is this a pass or where do you try to find some value in this division?
1: You know, I think that I think the Astros are they're deservedly kind of the odds-on favorite, but I think that those prices underrate not only the Mariners' chances of making a jump, but also the Texas Rangers. Um, so the Rangers would be sort of my my long shot. You know, you wanna you wanna throw a ten-to-one bet out there. Um, there's a an equation the Pythagorean run expectancy, and basically what this does is it says how lucky did this team get last year? Should they have won more games or fewer games than they actually won? Um, and the Rangers were actually the least lucky team last year. They won 68 games, but based on the number of runs they scored and allowed, they should have won 77 games. Um, they added Jacob deGrom, they added Andrew Heaney, Nate Eovaldi, and Jake Odorizzi. So they have an entirely new pitching staff filled with some some big names, and you know a Cy Young favorite in deGrom, uh, Bruce Boshi, the new manager. I think the Rangers are are a team that I think could make some noise this year, sneak up, and maybe finish in the 90 to 95 win range. So if we see some regression out of the Astros and they fall, you know, a little bit below where people think they're going to be, the Rangers could absolutely go out and win the AL West
0: this year. The AL East, you have the Yankees on top at plus 130, the Blue Jays plus 200, the Rays at plus 270, then the Red Sox 18-1 to and the Orioles 25-1, to the Orioles surprising everyone last year. This division, though, has been a really fun battle of recent years, but it's really top-heavy once again. So is there any value in this division?
1: yeah you know if you if you have some pocket change laying around i think 25 to 1 on the orioles isn't a bad bet um they're going to be depending heavily on some young players but adley rutschman their star young catcher uh should improve on a really good season from last year uh Gunnar henderson some people think he's you know the number one prospect in baseball uh grayson rodriguez is going to be coming up uh they won 83 games last year i could see them finishing above 90 this year if they outperform um all that said though I think the Toronto Blue Jays are probably the play there. They're they're sitting, you know, like you said, right around 3-1, to um, have a very solid pitching staff, have the lineup to get it done. And I expect the Yankees to regress or maybe disappoint just a little bit this year. So I think the Blue Jays are the best value play of all of those teams. Mm -hmm.
0: In the AL Central you have the Guardians at +115, the Twins +180, then the White Sox jump up to +300 and the Tigers 30 to 1. Twins after all that ended up keeping uh, Carlos Correa. Is that the difference maker or how do you see this AL Central playing out?
1: Yeah, this is going to be a tight one. You know, none of these teams are are awesome, but the Guardians, the Twins and the White Sox are all going to probably have a have a chance at, at winning the division late. Um, of those teams, I think the Twins at plus 180 is the bet that I would be most excited about. Um, they added Pablo Lopez, a, an underrated, really solid young pitcher from Miami. They added Michael Taylor, a very good uh, defensive outfielder. Like you said, they brought Carlos Correa back. He's going to be sort of the headline name in that lineup. Um, and again, that Pythagorean win expectancy. It said they should have won 82 games last year, they only won 78. Uh, I expect a little regression from the Guardians. No real change this year. I think the White Sox are a solid team, but not great. So give me the Twins at plus 180 to win the Central.
0: Let's hop on over to the NL East. It was a fun division down the stretch last year. The Braves at just plus 100. Mets plus 155. The Phillies at plus 400. Obviously now dealing with the Reese Hoskins ACL injury. The Marlins sitting at 40 to 1. It's a long season, but to start the year, the Braves seem to be in the driver's seat with health on their side.
1: Yeah, and it's going to be interesting. I think this is really going to boil down to a two-horse race between the Braves and the Mets, two of the best teams in baseball. Um, the Braves, obviously, they lost the Andy Swanson this offseason, heading to the Chicago Cubs. Uh, they do have Ronald Acuna coming back uh, from the ACL. You know, he was a little bit not quite himself last year, but I think that everyone's expecting him to be an MVP form this year. Um, that said, though, for the reasons that I outlined earlier, as well as the, the fact that you can get a slightly better price on him, Uh, Give me the Mets to win this division. Um, You know, that said, it's going to come down to probably a late season series between these two teams. I think either one's definitely got it in the range of outcomes to win this division
0: he's Sam Smith betting pros follow him on Twitter at Sam Smith betting as we're going through uh, some of the futures options for the Major League Baseball season well let's flip it on over to the MVP race in the American League to no surprise Otani is leading the odds board at just plus 220 Aaron Judge plus 700 Mike Trout plus 800 Yordan Alvarez 12 to 1 Vladimir Guerrero Jr. uh, 13 to 1 Otani he's so special if he stays healthy we saw what he was able to to do in that world baseball classic uh but if you're looking to find some value what do you do with this uh, with this mvp race
1: yeah it's a it's a good question i mean like you said otani is is definitely rightfully the favorite he's just uh you know he's the best player in baseball and it's not too close but um i don't know that there's a ton of value with such short odds I, i would go to you know a guy i mentioned earlier julio rodriguez um, he's got, you know, a 40-40 season well within his range of outcomes. He dominated last year. He should be even better this year. Um, and if the Mariners end up, you know, going over their win total and surprising maybe even winning their division, he's going to be sort of having the, the storylines and the narratives at his back. Um, and a little bit of a longer shot down the board, but Byron Buxton sitting at plus 3,000. Um, he's consistently had injury issues through his career, but if the Twins do win their division and if he can stay healthy, he's got you know, a big statistical season in him for sure. Um, if you want to take a flyer and just see what happens, he could be a fun name down the board to keep an eye on.
0: Maybe the National League here has uh, a little bit tighter of a race, at least to get things started for MVP. Juan Soto leading the way at plus 550. Mookie Betts plus 950. Ronald Acuno Jr., uh, 10 to 1. Fernando Tatis, 10 to 1. Trey Turner, maybe possibly the World Baseball Classic, is what has shot these numbers through the roof. He's at 11 to 1. This feels a little bit more wide open, though. Any direction that you like here for National League MVP?
1: Yeah, and, and you said it. There's so many names that could take home this award. It's a much tighter race than what we have in the American League. Um, of the names you just mentioned, I think uh, Mookie Betts sitting at plus 950 is, is really nice value. Um, you know, talent-wise, he's, he's one of the best players in baseball. We all know that. Uh, it's more of a narrative in, you know, the NBA or the NFL, but he does have sort of the best player on the best team going for him. Um, if he just stays healthy and puts together a really good season and the Dodgers end up taking home their division, which I think is, you know, a very likely outcome, uh, plus 950 is going to look like a great price to have gotten in on. Um, that said, it won't surprise me if any of those guys that you mentioned end up taking it home this year.
0: Sam, before we let you go, uh, where can people find your work?
1: Yeah, you can uh, find me writing on bettingpros.com. I'll be, you know, covering baseball throughout the season. And uh, like Kayla said, follow me on Twitter at Sam Smith Betting.
0: Sam, appreciate the time. Let's get some futures winners here for Major League Baseball. Appreciate it.
1: Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Always, always great to be on.